This is Kiara, and you are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, you know, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. Most people would just call me your Sherpa, but you know what? It is what it is. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have yourself a person who's been there, done that, and can show you a more efficient way going up the mountain. And so it's never about me. It's always about who's entering the ring. And today you see this man at Code Red. You can see this man at CS- C3W, and you can find this man at Asylum. He is not going to be seen because... He understands the rules of the luchador, so give it up for El Gigantor. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Man, it's, it's, it's fun because, like, getting to work with you and train with you, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's fun, man. I always end up, like, learning something new. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you, you teach me stuff, too, for sure. <laughs> so we're going to hop right into it, bro. One, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, and two... Who is El Gigantor? Well, is this is this kayfabe? It's kind of blended, like a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you don't have well, to say everything. But- so honestly, El Gigantor is pretty much just me. Like, I, I'm El Gigantor, but I think that works because, and this is going to sound not cocky, but it, it might come off the wrong way. But I think I'm like, I'd like to think I'm an interesting person. I have a lot of interests. I'm slightly above average at most of those interests. Like, for example, I play a lot of video games. I got a YouTube channel. I got I got a Twitch. So that's something I like to dip into. I have an amateur wrestling background, a jiu-jitsu background. So, like, I like to use that in the ring and kind of throw that in there. And, like, my character is a lot... It's like I get serious when I'm in the ring, like I'm ready to win. I'm ready to, you know, whoop some ass. But when I'm out of it, I I like to have fun with the fans. At the end of the day, I look at it. I'm here to entertain everybody who bought a ticket, whether that's while they're waiting for the show to start, intermission. And some people don't like that. Like I've heard, you know, people say, keep the separation if you want to be a star because you don't want to be one of them. But honestly, I kind of am one of them. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. I didn't even know about the indies until I was in wrestling. Like, I didn't know the indies was a thing when I was a kid. I wish I did, because it's awesome to have affordable shows to go to, get to see people you might get to see on TV one day. And so, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I owe the people paying not necessarily maybe to see me personally but i'm on that show they paid a ticket so i'm gonna do my best to have them remember me that's kind of wild that you said that like people have told you not like to keep everything it's not me it's not they've told me directly i watch a lot of seminars online i try to you know listen to podcasts of people who've been there done that and just, you know, get an idea of what works, what doesn't work, try to learn as much as I can. And that's something that's come up a few times. And, you know, I talked to, you know, our trainer, Nick, 
or excuse me, sickened about it. And, uh, you know, he, he agrees that at the end of the day, we're trying to sell merch too. And not to like get into the details of money, but a lot of times I sell most of my merch before I even wrestle because I'm walking around, I'm talking to people, I'm, you know, having actual conversations with people and people appreciate that. And I think the, the thing with the mask is you don't have to ask if I'm a wrestler. It's obvious. Like it's a look it, and it, the mask makes me more approachable to kids. You know, not that I'm, you know, terrifying or anything, but, and, and when I'm a heel, I kind of have a baby face. So when I'm a heel, it makes it easier to like disassociate me and make me scarier. So it kind of works both ways. <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can definitely see that point, but yeah, I do find it interesting because I know people like, you know, like Austin Creed or even like Kofi Kingston, Biggie, those guys, you know, Adam Cole, like for instance, like they all have their YouTube channel. They all are very successful and they all guess what? It's just, it's just them, like just them being them. So I feel like trying to say, keep separated. I feel like, I mean, if you have a shtick, man, stick to your shtick and like rock that shtick out. Yeah, you know, right? for sure. Would you say it like that? I hope not. Cause someone out there is going to be like, what did he say about his shtick? And be like, first of all, don't get it twisted. That's not how this works. Um, so what got you into the sport though? Uh, well, watching it when I was a kid. Uh, so pro wrestling led me into amateur wrestling, which led me back into pro wrestling. So it all kind of worked around. Like I thought amateur wrestling was going to be pro. I started wrestling like amateur when I was a kid. I was like fifth grade when I started. So like I, going into it, I thought, you know, I'm going to be doing what everybody's doing on TV. There's a ring. It's a three count. I was ready to go in there and win. But, uh, yeah, it's not. It's points. But, honestly, I love amateur wrestling just as much as I love pro wrestling. I'm a grappler at heart, whether it be pro wrestling, jiu-jitsu, amateur. I'd even do judo if somebody wanted to roll on judo. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 wild man like you know you wouldn't believe like how many people i've got to like just sit down and chat with and the number one thing that people talk about is that they've had that amateur background in wrestling and it's cool because like i myself had an amateur background in wrestling and you know i went i went to college uh and wrestled and, and on the naia level and i think about it all the time that like if you have a good amateur wrestling background you even have to i, I would say a fair amateur wrestling background you uh you tend to pick this up pretty quick yeah at least the moves like the moves that all came really easy to me like the moves are that's the easiest part of this for me like and I mean not to say anything's easy but like I just mean you know for me the hardest thing getting down was like just not not necessarily the moves, but just remembering to make the moves bigger and to, like, try to just make everything bigger. Like, theatrics. Try to add theatrics to every little thing. And it just, everything builds up over time. And, you know, storytelling, like, psychology. For the longest time, when somebody, you always hear, you know, wrestling psychology. For the longest time, I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> it, it, I was like, psychology? 
I thought it was like, and I mean, I guess it's a bunch of different things. It kind of is how you like the story you're telling, the little moments that lead up to, you know, the big finish that, that you try to make it make sense. But I, what I've also learned is it's also like how the create, how to read the crowd too, and how to like kind of dictate them in a way. Like I, I've heard a lot recently just listening to like podcasts, like I said, like you hear the great, the great say, oh, this guy's like a conductor and the audience is like the orchestra or whatever. I don't know what kind of conductor they were talking about, but you get the point. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely understand. It's, but it, it depends on like the person that you get in a ring, right? So if you like currently, right, if you had like a Seth Rollins, Edge, Adam, Adam Cole, you know what I mean? Uh, you talk about like Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Those guys like know how to convey like emotion and draw that out of like the crowd and like get them either really, really hyped or just really, really down. But either way, man, they just, they know how to play off those emotions like so well. So I feel like it's a fair, it's a fair, fair statement when you're like, hey, you know, they, they can, they're really good conductors. And if you look even previous to that, right, we can talk about Ricky Steamboat. We can talk about Nick Bockwinkle. We can talk about Ric Flair. We can talk about all those, like, I don't want to say older generation because it's not fair, but you could look at that generation of guys and they knew exactly how to, pull out certain emotions that they needed from the crowd so no i i definitely feel like it's a fair comparison as far as like certain wrestlers being conductors of just like a really good band (laughs) yeah for sure so let's jump in man because i know i know you probably have one of these and i need to know man what's been a worst bump you've ever taken that's tough oh honestly my bumps aren't that bad it's usually being getting hit with something that sucks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh if i had to pick a bump specifically i haven't really ha- I, I guess a face plant would count as bump because it was supposed to be a back bump so i got this was in training and <laughs> so this guy came in as a guest and it wasn't i don't even remember i don't think it was really anybody's fault but we botched the move he was doing a head scissors from the corner and it was like a sideways head scissors. I don't really remember it too much. But all I know is I, I face planted directly on my forehead and I got matte burn on my forehead. And my forehead felt like it was on fire for like three days. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, to be a fly on the wall and watch you do that, man, that, that I would have, I probably would have died laughing. Yeah, it, it sucked. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Matte burn is not fun. And it's, it's wild because like, even for me, like right now, like I just have like burnt, like, cause I, you know, when we go to training and stuff like that, I'll be sliding in and out of the ring without knee pads. So like, yeah, yeah my knees are like always torched. Like I'm lucky I have hair on my knees, like from sliding <laughs> in and out of the ring so much. Maybe shave your legs. I, yeah, I probably should. Then I, <laughs> I'd have a really mad wife at me for being like, why did you shave your legs? <laughs> don't ask, don't ask. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so i'm curious man you did say that you you know you don't take really bad bumps but you do get hit with something what's the hardest you've been hit all right so one this might have been my second show ever it was an asylum show uh johnny cross 
was the champ at the time. And I was doing a spot with my tag team partner at now, Alora. I We were rivals at the time. And I had her in the ring. I had a chair on her neck. And I was up on the second row getting ready to jump. And Johnny Cross runs out. And he does a fucking pay. Sorry, can I curse on you? Yes, you can. Yes, you okay. can. Okay, he, do, he does a Pele kick or whatever you're i forget what it's called what is it when you kick behind you like i'm trying to think who oh, does like a scorpion it. kick i don't know but he kicked behind him and he wasn't looking at me and i was up on the second rope and he like hit me right in the jaw but that wasn't really that bad so like i took the bump the bump was fine but i had to run in to shay and sin crazy shay and sinborn's match like a few matches later so first off kind of a side note i'm getting ready to run in i'm waiting for you know my time to run in and i just i'm in the parking lot and there's somebody in the parking lot and i just hear like and so there's a guy standing next to me and i'm like yo what's that sound and he's like they're headbutting each other and i look in the ring and sinborn and crazy shay are sitting on chairs headbutting each other and I can hear it from the parking lot. So, so I run into this match. I forget how, but Shay ends up on these fucking rafters that are like 20 feet in the air. And I got to catch him. <laughs> and so he knocked me down. I'm getting up and my mask is messed up. So I could fix my mask. And I turn around and I'm like, holy shit, I hope he doesn't jump yet. And I just feel something hit my jaw. <laughs> and it, it was his foot. And that's how I caught him. And also, that was the same spot that Johnny Cross hit. So the next day, my jaw was sore the whole day. And I didn't know if it was from Johnny or Shay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had the opportunity to work with Alora. Um, well, when this interview comes out, it had been a few weeks, uh, a few weeks ago. But for us, it would have been uh, on the 3rd, the 2nd, 2nd of October. Okay. Yeah, a lot of fun. And then uh, I know I had my own running with Crazy Shay as well. And Crazy Shay was like, I want to work him because uh, he looks like he'd be a lot of fun to, like, do stuff with. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like, let's have fun. I don't care. <laughs> All right, man. So I got to know, man, what's been like one of the hardest lessons you have had to learn in the sport? Oh, I don't know. Honestly, I've had it pretty, I wouldn't say easy, but I've had a lot of lessons taught to me pretty early on. I had good training and I mean, I haven't had like any situations that have been super bad. I just, you know, it's just like, you got to learn, you got to keep trying to get better, I think is the big thing. And that's like watching wrestling, trying to learn from other people, you know, training, even drawing from things that aren't wrestling. You got to constantly adapt, constantly look for who your character is. You know, one day, even like maybe if you get stale, switch up your character. I might not be El Gigantor forever, but that's something I'm okay with. Because you gotta stay, you gotta stay relevant, and not not that I'm relevant yet, but you gotta like 
keep evolving and not get stagnant is probably the biggest thing. And you know, the other thing is a lot, not, this isn't necessarily a lesson from wrestling, but it's, there's kind of this culture where, you know, you don't, it's like frowned upon to be happy for other people and like be fans of other people. You know, you get shit if you're like, not always and not everybody's like this like but there there it does exist where it's like oh you're cheering you're cheering for your buddy fucking mark or whatever and it's like i don't know man i think that shit's ridiculous because we can all make money together there's plenty of fans of wrestling wrestling is in a great place right now with tons of talented people and it's okay to acknowledge that and it's kind of ridiculous, I think, to not acknowledge it and to be like, oh, I'm a wrestler, you know, I'm better than all these other people. Who do I have to be a fan of? Like, <laughs> so, and I mean, you know, obviously a lot of that is characters for some people, but some people actually think that way. And I just, I don't know, I think you got to be, you got to, be willing to make friends and not everybody's here to stab you in the back like you might hear like there there's people that I legitimately talk to every single day that I met through wrestling that I wouldn't wouldn't have met any other way and they're like my best friends so like I don't know I, I just think that stigma needs to be gotten rid of and, you know, times are changing and it's time that, you know, the time changes. I don't know how else to put it. No, you're not. You're not wrong. And I'll be honest, man. It was something that I learned in, uh, I learned at, uh, in training as well as learning it in seminars, right? Is that, you know, we're all, we're all marks. We're all marks. Like every person out there throws a super kick. Guess who they probably got it from? Sean. Yeah, exactly. He's like, so you know, everybody here is a mark, and you're always gonna be a mark. And people people use that terminology like in such a negative fashion. Trust me, I'm one of those guys, I'm well aware of like who I'm I'm working with. Every person I've had on this show, I've legitimately went out and I was like, I want to talk to you. (laughs) So (laughs) I am I am a huge mark, and we're at 176 episodes, man. Yeah, nice, every man. person I brought on, I was like, I want to talk to you, or I want to talk to you again, or I want to talk about this promotion, or I want to talk to this promotion. I have legitimately, yeah, no, mark out. <laughs> and then I just yeah, sure. there. Like, I'm I'm turning, you know, I'll be 37 next year. Mark out. Like, just be a fan of who you want to be a fan of. Like, I have a drawer legitimately right next to me of everybody's t-shirts just everybody yeah. and especially like, yeah especially if it's your boy too or, oh, or yeah. girl you know you, like support your fucking friends man like uh, for example my buddy connor he's the ref at asylum he's a ref with his own entrance every time this man comes out i'm out there cheering my ass off because you got to you got to support your boys Oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. I know, like, um, 
because you know everybody, anybody who watches the show knows that Chaz is the other half of the Three Count Podcast, right? So yeah, he's in pure ignorance. And while that is a heel team, guess who's in the guess who's like right outside or in the back, get, just like vibing out, getting excited for the team, like. I yeah, trust me. Yeah, it's support your friends and support them no matter what. Like, just be a mark, be a mark yeah. for whoever. And be a you mark don't for always yourself. have to do it in front of the crowd because, like, some places that's not appropriate. But you know, def- don't be jealous of people. And I get there's a it is a competition in a way because everybody's fighting for a spot, right? But that doesn't mean you have to be malicious or mean or you know jealous, right? Right. Yeah, jealousy is ugly. Like, take that shit away. <laughs> I generally, I, I pop whenever I see all my friends and whenever I see them re- working or wrestling somewhere. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, a lot of people that we got to see on AEW Dark, right? Some of those, you know, you make really good friends and then you're happy for them. And then the cool part about it, too, is even for me, like, I see a bunch of my friends up there and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not jealous of them. I just know where I want to go and compete with them. So yeah, for you sure. gotta, you gotta change, you gotta change the way you're looking like, yeah, we're all in this together. And we're all like, it's obviously like a big dance. And we're all trying to make sure that we're safe and stuff. But at the end of the day, man, like we could all work that same path and we could all go that same route. Just, you know, you want to work, work harder, get there. You know, it's, it's yeah. just crazy to me that people get upset and jealous of things that aren't even in your wheelhouse, like our control. So mark out that's why i guess that's my my point too as well <laughs> yeah i agree so i'm curious man uh and that, that's great kind of a lesson to learn i guess that kind of works as well as advice for like upcoming wrestlers but i'm just curious what would be your advice that you would give to upcoming wrestlers don't let other people dictate your character or what you're doing if you don't want to do something it's gonna show and that's not like and that doesn't mean, you know, the promoter asks you to do something, go, oh, fuck off, I ain't doing that. Like, you got to have an open mind, and it's got to work both ways. But at the same time, if you really, really aren't comfortable doing something, it's okay to say no. And if, you know, the promotion or whatever doesn't use you after that or whatever, or whatever the case may be, then it's just not for you. There's other opportunities out there. If you work hard to find them, they'll come. I like that. I like that. And it was something, you know, it's funny because like, I, and you, you've you actually witnessed like just me from like the past year, you know, like I was, I had that serious kind of like tone and that serious kind of walk and, and like talk. And like, I tried to make like my character as like, as tough guy, quote unquote, as I could. And I just realized like I was forcing it way too much. I was like, I had yeah. to turn the dial for it. I was like, it's just, it's not working for me. And to be fair, our trainer also noticed it too. And he was just like, what do you want to do? And I was like, <laughs> talk shit. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So the same thing was with me. Like I, I started off as a, uh, well, no, honestly, you know, my original trainer was Shay. He let me be who I want to be, but I, I had whispers in my ears. And certain promotions I went to tried me as a heel monster that couldn't talk. And for whatever, and I've had it suggested to me a bunch of times. But here's the thing. When I'm a heel monster that doesn't talk and 
it might be a flaw of mine, but I don't end up as a heel. I end up as a baby face because people start cheering for me because all I could do to get heat is roar at them. And when I roar at them, they roar back. And I, like I said, man, I'm an entertainer. I'm here to get a reaction out of you. If I could just roar and you're going to roar with me, I'm a baby face. Like nothing I could do about it. I low-key just want to run like a tag spot with you one time where like you roar at the crowd and I jump on your back and roar and then flip over the top rope by accident. Like I was just falling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like comedy spots too. Man. I like getting okay. the laugh. I, I think wrestling has a lot of room for different ways to express yourself and different types of matches. And I think it's, I think the best wrestlers have a range. Like actors have a range. Like there's the bet the really best ones can be funny. They can make you cry. You know they can have you. You know wanting to get in the ring to fight them or get in the ring to, you know, fight the other guy. Like there there's a range of what you're trying to do and different ways to do it. And I think that's being shown now. You know more than ever. Like with gimmicks like Orange Cassidy. You know, uh, it's not really a gimmick, but like, there's a match going around with the Invisible Man, and like, I forget what the other dude was called. The like, Invisible Stand, baby. Yeah, that's funny as shit. Like, I love stuff like that. I've seen matches where they're like kind of breaking the fourth wall, and I, I think, and you know, I've always been a fan of hardcore matches. So like, there's that, and then you got your great technical matches. I could go on and on, but my point is, there's so many different styles, so much awesome stuff in wrestling yeah i don't know where i was going with that but that's where i'll finish it yeah no you're right though like the thing about wrestling is that there's something in there for everybody and like you know even though your character may be directed to go one way don't just because people keep saying that you should go this way and you don't want to you don't have to you can go this other way too and you're right there's literally a promotion out there for everybody like everybody yeah there's so many promotions i was listening to dan Housen talk about a promotion in cleveland that they pretend that they're 1920 wrestlers like characters like characters like character wrestling i was like man i just i just want to be a part of that scene and i could only imagine like they're filming it in black and white with like a turn camera (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want to see so all right man seeing how you know you're You've relatively been around and stuff. I need to know one do and one don't of the locker room. Uh, I haven't been like really bad locker rooms. Like most of the locker rooms I've been in, been really chill. Like I've never seen a fight break out or anything crazy. So like, I don't have really anything extreme to say, but I would just say, you know, be polite to people. You know, your classic treat people how you want to be treated. And as far as don'ts, um, I would say when you're shaking people's hands, don't bother people who look busy. Because, like, I, and trust me, I've been there. It's hard to tell. Like, but like, if a dude's, you know, like a big name or something's walking towards the concessions to sell merch and they look serious, maybe don't bother them right then. 
they're going to go make money and you don't want to met that's that's might be a bad example but there's just like there's a time and a place and there's just sometimes places where it's inappropriate and you just need to wait a minute and catch them in the locker room or something because not everybody knows that that's why i say that (laughs) that's good i i i you wouldn't be surprised like how many times i've heard like just you know for lack of a just fuck off for a little bit and then come back because like two guys could be two two wrestlers could be talking about a match right and you're yeah. just standing there awkwardly waiting to shake somebody's hand like nah man just fuck off for a little bit come back and catch them when they're like not as busy <laughs> dude also it's not a huge deal if you don't catch everybody every time you're not going to it's it's really hard because people are putting match togethers not everybody shows up at the same time. People leave at different times. Like, not most people aren't going to take it personally as long as you're making an effort. And what I recommend is just try to have a conversation with everybody if you can. Not so much shake their hand. That kind of leads to it. But, like, I don't know. That, that I th- That's pretty much it, really. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right. You're right. You got it. You got it down, man. So those are like my heavy hitting questions, but we do have the second best segment in all of the three count podcasts, the, you know, three count podcast segments. And what is the first you may ask yourself? It's easy. It's the Red Dogs power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate shows. So with that being said, this is time for the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Gigantor, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your first answer, that's your answer. All right. All right. So we're going to put on an imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Shaun of the Dead. King Kong or Godzilla? I come out to Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cold, so I gotta say Godzilla. (laughs) Favorite color? Blue. But it's like a certain shade of blue, just to be clear. It's like diamonds in Minecraft. Like, think that color, but the ore. Yeah, got you. I got you. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite song? That's tough. Uh... Oh, shit. That's really... Uh, I know there's a timer, but that's a tough one. <laughs> well, we're waiting for your answer. Just fire off one. I guess uh, it's got to be something Hobson, probably. Okay. Uh, fly by Hobson. Okay, <laughs> there we go. All right, so the big question, man. Ray Phoenix or Ray Mysterio? Who's got the better mask? Oh, better mask. I don't know, but I got to say Rey Mysterio just because Rey Mysterio is the reason I got into wrestling. So, like, I kind of owe it to him. (laughs) All right. Favorite podcast? (sighs) Oh, man. I listen to a bunch, so it's hard to say. It really depends on the guest. I guess I'd have to say Joe Rogan, but I mean, not always. 
like not that I don't like Joe Rogan it's just there's other podcasts with really good guests like just to give some honorable mentions all the smokes really good uh I like JJ I'm a huge Philly fan so I I lo- love JJ Reddick's podcast um Mike Tyson has a podcast that was pretty dope <laughs> yeah uh, that, that's a couple I'm happy with naming them okay okay and then nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Uh, well, it's a wrestler, right? It, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying because it's because it's entered the ring. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, I would say. Have you ever met Johnny Malloy? No. He's a good interview. There we go. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Oh. That's hard, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite curse word, I'm not going to say it because it's probably one of the worser ones, but it's the C word. And it's because when Australians and like New Zealanders and British people say it, I find it hysterical. (laughs) (laughs) Not when they're actually calling somebody that for being that, but like when they they just say it so automatically and it pops me every time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whenever you, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with calling someone to see you next Tuesday. We'll just put it out that way. (laughs) My, My favorite way is saying it. Crazy Shay said this to Laura once, which is fucked up, but he was kidding. He was kidding. He said, you're being a cup. Continue to the next page. Bitch, you're being a bitch. <laughs> I fucking died when I heard that. I thought that was great. Yeah, actually, I like the way you said I like that setup. That's actually really good. <laughs> I may have to hit somebody with that just randomly. <laughs> Oh, I may, favorite. I may, I may hit crazy. If crazy Shay and I ever run a match, I may just hit him with that, because <laughs> that may be, that may be the way to break him. Because you know, it's funny. Like I love, like it's, it's always something. Whenever you, you cause someone to like crack, like in a ring, and you know they're smiling, but they can't really smile, but they're like trying not to. I yeah. genuinely like, I die laughing, and I, we could talk about like post-show because you guys don't get to see all that cool stuff we can talk about post-show about some things that happened (laughs) (laughs) all right all right man so last but not least the only thing i need from you though is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you okay got a lot of them facebook world's biggest cruiser or look up l gigantor uh instagram l underscore gigantor all lowercase twitch l gigantor YouTube, L Gigantor. I'm trying to build a brand so kind of everything has the same name here. So I'm pretty easy to find. Instagram too. Nice. Oh yeah, I said Instagram. But yeah, you guys get the point. Yeah, no, that's really cool though. That's that's what you gotta do. You gotta build a brand up, man. Also, you should go on Linktree and just link it all up, and then people will just find you easier that way. Oh yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's a good point. We'll talk, we'll talk more about a post show. <laughs> so, and they don't even pay me. They need to start paying me to do this stuff. Anyway, so that's that's it, man. We got to take it home. We got, 
we got to go home, right? So this is the finish, because that means this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man who leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You could call me your Sherpa, but like every Sherpa, you got to find one that's been more experienced, has been to the top before, and can find you a more efficient way to get there. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there or like El Gigantor. You just wait till this episode ends. You wait till the outro and then you pick another episode. Peace. <laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show some support, please.